Welcome folks, uh, tonight I'm going to be dealing with the topic entitled, Which Power Do I Submit To? And uh, I think that this is really going to help a lot of us because a lot of us really need to get this message tonight under our belts. And when we do get it under our belts, um, I really believe that we are going to be moving into new levels of authority, new levels of um, power. And I want us to realize something, that God does not want us to remain the same. Do you guys believe that? Okay, God does not want us to remain the same. We have to start pushing in and really trusting God to start moving the levels from where we are to where He has for us and what He has for us. So I want us to, if you've got your Bibles, I want us to turn to Ephesians chapter 2. And I want us to really have a look at this. I'm going to give you quite a bit of scripture tonight, so just get ready, pen and paper, just so that you have it. Go and study it at home, because I believe that if you get into these things, you're really going to get a lot of truth. Alright, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2 to 3 says the following, I'm reading out of the Amplified for tonight. Um, In which... At one time you walked habitually, in other words, that you continually did it as a habit, okay? You were were following the course and the fashion of this world. So in other words, you had a total habit of walking according to the world. What does it mean? It means you do the same thing that everybody else does. How many of you have done the same thing that everybody else does? I get up in the morning, I get in my car, and I go to work. Come on. We do the same as everybody else, okay? So the Bible says that we have walked the same course and the fashion as the world. But we were under the sway of the tendency of this present age. What does it mean? It means that if things went well, we went well. If things went bad, we also went bad. How many of us as Christians got impacted when the economy collapsed in 2008? Or when things go bad, we just go the same route as everybody else. And it says very clearly that we have habitually walked the same way as the world, but in the same likeness as walking, we have also been in the same sway. So whatever happens, happens to us as well. It says, this is get scary. It says, following the prince of the power of the air. So in other words, not only we're just going through life, and we, you know, if I had to ask most people, how do they describe life? The guy described it the best in the song when he says, life is like a roller coaster. You know, I have my ups and I have my downs. Sometimes I have a turn that I just want to get sick. You know what I mean? You're just going to have these things happen to you. Well, let me tell you something. God does not intend us to keep on having that in our lives. Why? Because it is under the control of the prince of the power of the air. You are obedient to and under the control of the demon spirit that still constantly works in the sons of disobedience. The careless and rebellious, the unbelieving, and then those who go against the purposes of God. So in other words... Satan is ruling through this prince of the air, the power of the air, he's ruling this world as we know it, this world system, everything that we know about it. And so we as Christians, once you get born again, the Bible says that we should be in the world but not of the world. So we've got to understand what this means. What does it mean not to be of the world if I'm in a normal planet? Well, I'm going to help you with that. How many of you want to know the difference, the main difference between in the world and of this world? 
You see, we have got to get this thing right, folks. Because if we don't get this thing right, we are going to have the same results as they are. And I don't need that in my life. How many of you would like to have something different in your life? Alright. Verse 3. It says, amongst these, we are, well as you once lived and conducted yourselves in the passions of our flesh, having behavior governed by our corrupt and sensual nature, obeying the impulses of the flesh and the thoughts of the mind, our cravings dictated by our senses and our dark imaginings. What does it mean? Here comes the big thing. It means if you are controlled by your five senses, if you respond in any way to your five senses, the Bible describes that as your flesh. It's your sensual cravings. It's your sensual passions. It's your sensual nature. It doesn't mean sensual in a nice lady running around now. We are talking about your five senses, your natural observation of this world. How many of us respond, react, or act according to what we see, taste, feel? Come on, think about it. We all are responding to our natural senses every single day of our lives. And God's saying, listen, I need you to move away from that. Because if you do that, you are going to be doing exactly what the world's doing. Come on, it is logical, think about it, it is logical if everything's crashing to panic. Come on, if a building's going to fall, you are going to move. It is logical to sit down and say, if there's crime, I'm going to have to get myself a bazooka, LMG, whatever I can get to protect my property, because here comes problems. Come on, that is responding in the five senses. It is logical to say, here is a problem in my relationship, let me try and sort it out. How many of us have started, the biggest thing that we have is a Budamaka plan. Can we immediately start working out a plan? And God's saying, don't do that. Do not work on your five senses. The minute you start relying on your five senses, you are going to be tossed and fro. In other words, the Bible spoke about this thing of, we have a tendency to be swayed with the tendency of this age. You are going to go down that sway. What causes that sway? The senses. If everybody's doing well in the country, then everybody's happy. If things not going well, then nobody's happy. It says as we were then by the nature children of God's wrath and heirs of his indignation. Like the rest of mankind. What does it mean? It means if you continue to rely on your five senses, you are going to end up with God against you. Because somewhere along the line, you are going to go against God's plan, you're going to go against God's purpose, and you are going to go against God's word, and the minute you do that, you're going to have God opposing you, because God does not oppose His word. When do do we get there? Well, when we sit down, and we start doing exactly what the world does, and the minute you get to a place where it's contrary to the word, you have God against you. Now, how many of us have done that when we have actually done things against the Word? 
You have feared when you shouldn't be fearing. You have spoken death when you should be speaking life. Come on, everyone's done this. Okay, you have got to a situation where you have sat down and accommodated sin and things in your family and in your life. We have accommodated strife. We have accommodated division. We have accommodated rebellion. We have accommodated all sorts of things. Sickness. We have accommodated and said, well, this is the normal. If you've ever been one of those that sit down and say, well, it is the flu season. Come on, you better go and get yourself a vaccination. It's the flu season coming up. Well, let me tell you something. You've just gone 100% against the Word of God, and you are going exactly with the sway of the world. So in a nutshell, very simply, how do I know if I am in the world or of the world? You are of the world if you are relying on your five senses. You are in the world if you are not doing that. So if I'm not going to rely on my five senses, how on earth am I supposed to walk in this life? How am I supposed to be able to get the things done that God wants me to do? Well, we're going to deal with that tonight. I want us to turn to Ephesians chapter 6. Now what's nice about the book of Ephesians is, is that this is your warfare book. If you want to read through the whole book, it deals with warfare, spiritual warfare. It deals with your position in Christ. It deals with a lot of stuff. And I want to just highlight a few verses tonight in order that we can start changing the way that we operate. Because I really want to get outside of this world system. I want to be able to sit down and say, God, I rely on you. And because I rely on you, I don't have to have what the world has. My life can be very different from what I see, taste, and feel. Alright, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. Now this is the very first that proceeds, put on your whole armor, and he does all of this. I want to tell you something. How many of you feel like that you are strong in the Lord? Come on, let's put up your hand. You believe God, you've trusted God, you've prayed, you've done things, and you actually feel like, listen, I can stand. Who's ever felt like they're spiritual enough to stand? Okay? How many of you, when you are standing, go and do stuff and rely on your senses? Come on, let's be honest. I can stand, but I'm still going to react the way that I see things happen. Right? But look at this verse carefully. It says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, not your might. There is your key. I need to be strong in the power of His might. Now comes the big question. How do I get strong in the power of His might even before I put on any armor? First question that I have is this. What is the power of His might. What does that mean? When I speak about the power of His might, what does that mean practically? What is that? Uh, what is the implication on my life? Well, let's have a look. This power has got four distinct categories around it. And we're going to just quickly deal with this. And you actually find it in Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 19 to 23. And I want to deal with this tonight because when you understand these four things, it is going to take you into a new level of faith, new level of understanding. And I really trust God that you are going to get this thing in your heart and that you are going to start practicing it a lot more than what you have up until now. Number one, God's mighty power that saved us from the same power, um, sorry, that saved us is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 19, it says this, 
And what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe, according to the working of His mighty power? For you have made Him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned Him with glory. Sorry. I'm going off. Let's try this again. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us, who believe according to the working of His mighty power, which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead? In other words, that power, when it says, listen, you need to rely on that power in you, Okay? Remember that everything I'm doing is going to go back to this verse. And you need to rely in the power of His might. That power, number one, is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Now, why is that significant? Why isn't it just anybody who got raised from the dead? Well, let me tell you something. Because every demon in hell was trying to stop Jesus from being raised. Come and think about it. The devil wasn't so concerned about Lazarus and these other characters that got raised. But man, it's a big issue when the Son of God gets raised from the dead. And so the power that came upon Jesus Christ, that raised him from the dead, is the same power that can operate in your life and is operating in your life. So the first thing you must understand, that this is awesome power. So let me ask you this question. If you have the ability to use this awesome power, what on earth are you trying to do things in your own strength for? Why are we reacting to the human side and staying on the five senses when God says, I'm giving you power, the very same power that raised Jesus from the dead you have access to? Number two. God's mighty power seated Jesus Christ at the right hand of the Father, far above all spiritual powers. Ephesians 1 uh, verse 20. And it says, And seated Him at the right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only of this age, but also the age to come. Why did God say to Jesus, listen, I want you to come and sit next to me? What does that mean? It means it was a seat of government. It was a seat of administrating authority. It was a seat to say, listen, I'm here to rule. Now I want to show you something that is so significant. In Psalm 110 verse 1, it says this, The Lord says to my Lord, speaks about Jesus Christ, it's a prophecy. God speaks about Jesus Christ. He says, the Lord says to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. For your feet. Now, who's going to make Jesus' enemies a footstool? God. Jesus doesn't even have to do that. God is so powerful that He says, Come Jesus, come and sit here, and come and rule, and I will even help you. I mean, Jesus doesn't even need all His help, but God says, I'm going to help you, and I'm going to make all your enemies your footstool. This is some of the most incredible things that God has done. So I want you to know something. That God has given that same power to us. He has given that power that raised Christ from the dead, who put Christ in the right hand of the Father, and He says, listen, that same power is available to you, so that you can rule on the earth. Number three says this, God's mighty power put all things in subjection to Christ, and gave Him the head over all things, even the church. 
So in other words, Jesus Christ is the head of all things. And it says, Ephesians 1.22, and it says, He put all things under His feet and gave Him to be head of all things, even the church. Now I want you to see something that is very, very important. I want you to get this first. Write this down. Psalm chapter 8, verse 4 to 6. He has a prophecy about man. And I want to pull this together. It says this, What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you even visit him? Yeah, he's prophesying. He says, what is the human race even important for? Why, God, you even bother with them? For you've made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. Now listen to this, verse 6. You have made him to have dominion over all the works of your hands. All your works. You have given him that authority to have all the works at his hands, under his control. But look at the next part. You have even put all things under his feet. Not Jesus' feet, man's feet. So I want you to see something. What is that saying? If Jesus Christ is sitting on the right hand of Father, where are we? The Bible says that I have seated you in heavenly places. In Christ. What does that mean? It means the same authority that Jesus carries, you carry. You have the same authority to have dominion over everything that God has created. Now, if I understand that I have this power, what is it for? What is this power for? It is simply to fulfill in Genesis 1.28. It says this, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. What is it? It is there to fulfill your dominion call that was originally given to man. So I want you to see what happened. God gave it to man. Man messed it up. Jesus Christ got it back. God says, now, I'm not going to leave you on earth with this. I'm bringing you to heaven, and you're going to reign from an authority position from heaven. And what's more, anybody who serves you or accepts you as as their personal Lord and Savior, they are included on this authority level. How many of you know that God says that He'll put all things under your feet? That's an awesome promise. As long as you don't do it in your five senses. You've got to rely on this power to do it. You're not going to get it right on your five senses. Number four. You guys with me still? Number four. God's mighty power is at work in us so that we will properly represent Christ on earth. Ephesians 1.23 It says, Which is his body? The fullness of him who fills all in all. Ephesians 3.20 It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly above all that we ask and think, according to the power that is working inside of us. So why does God give us this power? He gives us this power so that we can genuinely have a dominion on this earth. And the problem that we are doing in in our lives is this, is that when things get tough, we do not rely on the power of God. We start going back into our natural senses. So here's the challenge today. To what degree do I allow the power in my daily life? 
So the questions go like this. How do I do that? Come on, who wants to know now, how do I practically do this? This is what it is. Every situation that you face in your daily life, let's say you're at work, okay, and things are going wrong at work, you're having problems with, let's say your fellow workers, they start there, something's going wrong, and they just don't like you, and there's issues or whatever, you can start calling things in order in the name of Jesus, not because of what you see. What is going to happen if you do things in the natural? Yes, you did be bad, I'll get you back. Come on. Or I'm going to skinner about you and get a gang on my side. Or I'm going to go and report you to my superiors or whatever it is. That's the natural. The spiritual says, I'm going to call my authority that I've got because of the power of Jesus Christ and I'm going to turn this natural situation around. It is so powerful that if that person does not listen, God will remove them. And I've seen it countless times. When people do not do what God wants, God takes them out and gets them out of the way. I want to tell you right now, we do not understand that when we start talking the Word of God and start using the authority, as long as it's coming with a pure heart, God will start moving people, moving situations. If you are running a business, you should never be doing stuff in your own strength, ever. You should say, God, give me wisdom on how to do this. I have got all this work to do. I've got all this pressure. God, what do you want me to do and how do you want me to do it? Show me supernaturally how to do this. God will give you creative ideas on how to reduce your workload. That you can end up working smart and not hard. And God can give you creative ideas. And then if you're a businessman, you should be calling in supernatural deals for your business every single day. You should be saying, God, I'm relying on the power of God. I'm having dominion over this world. The Bible says that the wealth of the ungodly stored up for the righteous. I am righteous. I am a businessman. I'm going to get it legally. I'm not going to steal it. I'm not going to do a backhand. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to call it in in the name of Jesus supernaturally. I'm going to see business provided for me just because I'm born again. And you start releasing and using the power of God and not on what you see and what you think you can do. The minute you start going into your knowledge or your five senses and your training or your degree or your upbringing or your education, which is not bad, but it does not have anything close to the power of God. You do not know how to turn people's hearts. You don't have that ability. God says, even if it's an unjust king, I can turn the heart and the leader whichever way I want him to go. What does that mean? If they are unjust, the most unjust person can do the godly thing because I prayed. And we have got to understand, this is the power that is in us. And when we go and we say, God, no matter what my senses are telling me, I rely on the Word. The Word is my highest authority. And if the Word says so, I'm not going to rely on what I see or what I feel or what I want. I rely on what your Word said. Your Word said this situation needs to change. Is it sickness? I need health. I call healthy. I need blessing. I call blessing. And if I need peace, I call peace. Whatever it is, I start releasing the power by my words, and that is how life is controlled on this planet. The minute you start speaking it out. But my question today is this, which power are we under the influence of? We think, the Bible says that when you are in your five senses, how many of you know that that's when you think you are in control? Your 
five senses, the way that you logically work out something, how many of us would have said, I am making a plan? The Word of God says that's not you, you're under the demonic, demonic power of this age. So you're either under demonic power or you're under the power of God. There is no in between. It's not you doing your own plan. And the thing that I'm nervous of is this, is most Christians are still under the demonic power of this age. Most Christians are doing exactly what the world's doing. And we're getting the exact same sequence of events as they are. I want to challenge us today. Take this week and say, God, where do I bring the power of God into this situation? Just ask that question. God, where do I bring this out? Where where in the Word can I change this thing? What is the scripture I can use to change this thing and I start confessing it? I start releasing it. Because I want to see the power of God moving with me wherever I go. This is what I liked about Jesus. Jesus never was never deterred by what he saw, felt, or felt. Or, you know, touch, taste, whatever the rest of them are. Okay? Jesus was not moved by the senses. Even though the facts were very real. The boat was sinking. It's a real fact. He didn't say, guys, you're lying. But he changed it because he used a higher authority. When there was no food, he changed it and used the higher authority. Whenever there was a situation, death, he changed it, he used the higher authority. Jesus Christ used to flow with us all the time. That's why with the woman with the issue of blood, what is Jesus' first word? I perceive that power left me. I perceive that this power, somebody's drawing on this power. I want you to know that God is so gracious and He says, listen, I'm going to put that power in you so that you can represent me properly, so that you can have the power to change this earth and you can have the dominion which you intended to have and God has given it to us and the problem is we need to realize we've got it and start using it in Jesus' name. And so my challenge is this. To what degree are we going to go against God and have God against us? Because the Bible is very clear. If you stay in the natural, it's going to be against you. Or are we going to start checking up our game? And saying, God, from today, it might be something that is foreign to me. And it's probably foreign for most of us. But I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. I'm going to call on the scripture. I'm going to know what scripture to use for every situation. If I don't, even if I have to go and Google it. For those who don't have Bibles on their phones. Google it and say, I need a scripture for this, whatever the situation is. And you'll find one. And then stand on that scripture, quote it, release it. And say, God, in the name of Jesus, I release the power of God over this situation. And I thank you, God, for a turnaround. And no matter what it is, you will see God start moving. I have seen, this year, I have seen God do some of the most incredible miracles, literally on a daily basis. Like you'll see tonight even, when we are praying for people. I'm telling you right now, by tomorrow or the next day, we're going to start getting reports where God is busy moving and stuff is happening. I'm expecting that on a daily basis. It's not going to be foreign to me anymore. Because I am saying, I am not settling for this world situation anymore. 
It's time that we start seeing the power of God move in our lives all over the place all the time. We sit down and say, listen, has anybody got a testimony? We should be queuing here. There should be 10 or 15 of us saying, listen, i got two, i got three, this is what's happening. My network is so busy, we can't keep up. Because God is expecting us to see this. You know, Jesus Christ, it says that He had so many miracles that they could not even record it because it would have filled all the books. How's that for a statement? That there were so many miracles they couldn't even keep up with the recording of it. Listen, I want to get to that place where the power of God is my only connection. My first recall is God. My first response is God. Not can I work this thing out. It's God, how do I do this? God, give me a word of wisdom. Give me a word of knowledge. Give me an understanding on how to change this natural situation, whatever it is and wherever I am. And I'm not just talking about in your home or in a church somewhere. I'm talking about in your daily life, in your business, in your situation that you are. And I have seen time and time again how God has come through. Once again, I mean it was in this week I heard of a business that was totally, there was absolutely no way that this business was going to make it. The owner phoned me and said to me, listen, everything is out, it's finished. He owes the receiver a tremendous amount of money and it, and it wasn't even all legit, but he hasn't got even finance to sort it out. Everybody's just collapsing. I mean, I think he had something like 30 odd rand left to his name. And he's sitting down and saying, listen, I'm going to have to let go of all the staff, everything. It's just a total shambles. I'm not going to get out of this. And there's no ways that he could get grace from all of the, the debt. And I said to him, listen, the power of God inside of you is stronger than anything else. You start speaking and releasing the word over your business and it's going to start turning. And let me tell you something, within one week, not only did he clear out all his credit cards, but he's sitting with over 150000 in cash flow and he's even paid the SARS amount that he needed. In one week. Now it's not that he's got millions in the bank, but he's out of closing doors. And he's managed to get working and be able to do it properly. I'm telling you right now, the power of God is meant to turn things around. But we don't use it. When we sit in a pressure like that, we start wangling. How can we wangle deals, get more debt? I mean, the one guy said to me in that week, he says, one guy owed him money from, I think it's five years ago or six years ago. The guy phoned him this week and says, I know that I owed you money from that long ago. I want to pay you, yes, 50000 up front. So some of the debt. I'm telling you right now, it's only God. I had one lady come to me and pray and said, listen, she had lost her entire inheritance. Her father had died, she had this huge inheritance, and it was multiple millions. She had lost it all. The lawyers had swindled it and had taken it offshore and done all sorts of stuff, and there was no way that she could have got this thing back. I said, how long have you been fighting the case? She said, oh, we tried a few months, and the lawyers just said, it's a hopeless case, we give up on everything. She says, but you said God's stronger than this thing, so you better pray now. Put you on the spot right there. She says, it's up to you and your God to sort this out. No problem. We started to pray and we said, God, you're going to fix this. And we prayed and we did everything. And it was just after that, I didn't hear the end of it. Because then I left Pretoria. I ended up in Kenton. And then all of a sudden, one day, I get a phone call. 
She tracked me down and she said, listen, I want to tell you, not only did I get back my entire inheritance, I got the interest back and everything else back. And she says, now, and then in that time, my mother also died, so I've got her inheritance too. So I'm sitting with, and her sister died, there's three of them. And now I'm sitting with three people's inheritance in my pool, so it's three times bigger than what it was. From sitting down, having absolutely nothing, and God had restored it. But that is not natural. That is not normal. I want to tell you right now, we need to be seeing this on a daily basis. God says that you can call back that has been stolen. If you've had stuff stolen from you, inheritances and all of the stuff taken from you illegally, and you know it was legitly yours, you have got a spiritual right to call it back. And we need to start using the power of God to get back our stuff. So I want to say tonight, don't fall for the trap of staying under the power of this age. Controlled by a demonic system. But say from tonight, God I thank you that the power of God that is at work in me. Listen to verse chapter 3 verse 20 again. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. How many of you can think big? Come on, if you go and speak to my daughter, I'm definitely... You know what she wanted to do with the wedding cake there? She wants to make this big cake that, you know the guy and the groom and bride on the top? is actually her and her, and her bride, eh? her and her husband, her and her groom on the top, on top of this whole cake. She wants a cake the size of this. And she says she's going to invite so many guests. If you're lucky, you're in row 314 or something, you know. She can think big. Okay? And the Bible says that God can do even bigger than what you can even ask or think. But listen, here's the catch. According to the power that is at work in you. Now what does that mean? It means how much do you allow it? How much do you allow that power to work in you? Are you using it like a dripping tap? Oh God, I just use it in a crisis. Or do I do it every single day? Every single day I say, God, I want to see the power of God in operation. If I'm going to the spa or checkers or wherever, when I walk in there, somebody's life must be changed because of my presence in that place. My work situation must be changed like Joseph, just because I rocked up. You know, look at the story of Jacob. He worked for so many years and why wasn't he allowed to ever go why was the father keep conniving with him because the father was getting rich he says as long as you yeah I'm blessed remember the story with the ark the Philistine who was looking after the ark he said listen as long as this ark's here I'm blessed when David came to take the ark I read it he even packed his house up and moved to the ark he goes listen I'm going where that goes because that's where the blessing is he left his whole house and everything, moved. You'll go see, he's listed up there as one of the oaks who went with the ark. So I want you to know, there is blessing, there is power, but we have got to decide to use it in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you right now that we are never going to be the same in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you 
that we are going to use the power of your might in our situation, in our lives. Lord, that you have given us the power that raised Christ from the dead, that seated him in heavenly places, that put us right there. Lord, that even made our enemies our footstool, that we've got dominion over everything on this earth. Lord, I thank you that that same power is inside of us so that we can fulfill the original mandate to have dominion over this earth. Lord, I pray right now that we will not fall into this world trap, but God, we will be uh, operating on a superseded level of super uh, power and authority. Lord, that we will move in the power of God. Lord, that we will bring the power of God onto this earth. Change situations. Change circumstances. God, and that we will see people's lives change in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that as we allow the power of God moving in our lives, Lord, that we will not go into our senses. Lord, we will not be part of this dark age. Lord, that this present age that is swayed with the tendencies because of a demonic force that's controlling it. Lord, I thank you that we are free of that tonight. Lord, that we will not subject ourselves to that. That we will stay under the power of the Holy Spirit and not under the power of this present age. Father, I thank you that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. Lord, we do not operate out of our natural ability, but God, we rely on the supernatural every single day. God, I thank you that we will stand up as men and women in power and in might. Lord, turning things and setting people free and turning situations around and turning our cities back to God. Father, I thank you. Wherever we go, we will see the power of Jesus Christ in operation. And we praise you for this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you folks for listening to today's message. I trust that you were blessed by it. If you would like to receive these message links directly to your phone, please WhatsApp me on my direct number 082-659-2224. Or if you have any questions that I might be able to help you with. And remember that we've got many, many other resources available for you. So please have a look at our website www.fathersheart.co.za Also Subscribe to our podcast by going to iTunes and search for Arthur Frost and subscribe to my sermons podcast. May we be richly blessed as we apply the truth of God's word as he reveals it to us. Many blessings and God bless.